0: round of applause for the worship. you are at home and right here. We have such an amazing beautiful worship every night. So let's go ahead and move on to the next parts of our week. Week three of the Haunted Heart, which is Pastor Gabriel's sermon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody that's joining us here today. You can have a seat if you are here with us. Thanks for joining us if you're joining us online. We, like Edward said, we're in the h- week three of our series, The Haunted Heart. And um, uh, tonight, I'm going to be talking about the topic of greed. The topic of greed. And whenever I think of greed, uh, the thing that comes to mind to me first is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, you know if anybody has ever watched cartoons I grew up on the old DuckTales cartoons with Scrooge McDuck, now they have a reboot. And Scrooge McDuck, if you don't know who he is, he's like Donald Duck's uncle or something or other, he's related to Donald Duck and he's very 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 wealthy. According to Wikipedia, I thought this was interesting. He says, apparently he is valued at six hundred and seven trillion three hundred and eighty six zillion nine hundred and forty seven trillion five hundred and twenty two billion dollars and thirty six cents <laughs> really random the thirty six cents at the end and two made up numbers i'm pretty sure at the very beginning, but regardless, he has a lot of money and his signature thing is that he jumps into this bin of golden coins Have you ever seen him do that he swims in his money do not try that at home he is a cartoon character if you were to jump into a bin of golden coins you would most likely die gold is a solid it's not a liquid you will not flip just is easily move and swim through it no you will break some bones upon impact and that's what I think about when I think about greed. Because he was a very greedy person. He always want to, wanted more money. He never had enough. He wanted more things, more stuff. He always was going on adventures to see what else he could gain for himself. What other fame he could gain for himself. Whether wealth or art, artifacts or objects. or And he cared more for himself than anything else. So much so that he was the one that played ebenezer Scrooge in the christmas version of the christmas carol version of the i don't even know disney christmas carol with mickey mouse and all of them and so he played the the stingy person the one that never wanted to give to anyone because that's just how he was that was his character his he was characterized as caring more for himself than anyone else and even his own family at times came second in to his reputation and to his money. And he was more interested in what he could get out of it than anything else. He didn't even want to watch his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, because of the fact that it would inconvenience him. And I know it's funny that I'm talking about cartoons, but the, the, it's, it's true. Because it's real because that kind of greed exists in the world. And sometimes we won't even notice that we have been infected by greed in our lives we might not even realize was that well you know i i I don't got a lot of money i don't got money i don't got stuff that doesn't mean that greed cannot affect you that doesn't mean that greed doesn't have a hold on your heart because greed is tricky it hides itself greedy people people that are infected and haunted by greed they 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 look good on the outside. They're like, "Well, you know, I'm just saving. I just like to save money, save. I want to save everything I can." But they never want to give. They don't want to help. They'll they'll uh, they'll be characterized. People, might, they might often look like, "Oh, you know, I'm just planning for my future. I, I'm just saving away. I'm just putting things away." But but the truth is, is that. They don't like to talk about money. When you, when you start questioning, are, are you giving, do you give offering to your church? Do you give, give tithes? Well, you know what, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't need to give, I don't, I, don't, I don't think the church needs my money. They, they, they're often poor losers. You know, when they lose money or lose something, they get angry about it. Because it's theirs and they want it back and they don't want to give it away. They don't want to let go of things. They make people, sometimes greedy people, make people believe that they have more than they actually have. This is where when you see situations where you see a really nice car, like a very expensive car, sitting outside someone's home and their home is a mess. They're not really taking care of themselves. They have the latest phone before anyone else. They're the first ones to have it, but they can't barely even afford it greed is more than just having money greed is not just a money issue it's a heart issue so i'm gonna take you to a story in john chapter 12 verses 1 through 8 and this is a story about a woman named mary who came to anoint jesus this is close to when he was going to be crucified And so John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8, says like this. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the, disciple, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would later betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this. And, and as the writer, John, John is the writer of this book, he gives us insight to what is going on into Judas's heart. He says, he did not say this because he cared about the poor. No. Instead, he said this because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it so G, G, Judas was in charge of the money of jesus 's ministry. They went traveling around the twelve disciples and Jesus and they were helping they would go out and help people and they would do things and you know it was a it was a, church, it, was a church, it was a church on the move i can 't speak it was a church on the move, and so they had money they had money that they kept and Judas was in charge of it funny it 's weird to me that Jesus would put Judas in charge of the money, knowing his reputation. You would think he would put Matthew in charge of the money who was a tax collector and even though Matthew had a bad reputation of being a tax collector he knew how to manage finances and so it would make sense to put Matthew but now he put Judas the one he knew was eventually going to betray him and he said and John tells us he used to help himself with whatever was put into it any money that they would get Judas would skim a little bit off the top it takes some for himself as well you know I deserve some of this I'm taking care of the money Jesus replied in verse 7, he says, "Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. So we see a lot of things in this story, and I, I love this story for a lot of different reasons. It's a lot of different Ways that this story teaches us and speaks to us, but it gives us a glimpse into why greed is so dangerous, why greed can haunt our hearts, why greed can affect every area of our lives because judas didn't didn't just steal the money that was in the bag, eventually it was money, it was his greed that had him st- that made him, that put him into a place where he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. That was it. That was all it took. Because of his greed, because of this disease that had infected his heart, we see in this story a contrast of someone who is extremely generous and someone who is extremely greedy. Mary, who had given so much of her own uh, money her own uh, finances to be able to worship and give to jesus the honor that he deserved and someone who in the back of his head just wanted to profit from the good that was being done by jesus so we see this picture of greed and generosity in the same story so greed we learn a few things about greed. Greed, one, cares more about possessions than people. Greed cares about more about possessions than people. It's impossible to please God when we don't value what he values. You see, God values people, but greed values money. Greed values possessions. Greed values the stuff. It's a dangerous thing that we live in, and I, I don't know, my Mike might be dying or something like that. Um, Jesus wanted to show something to his, uh, to his disciples. He was trying to teach them that they needed to be aware that people were more important than possessions. People were more important than anything you can have. And this is something that we suffer from a lot here in the United States because everybody always wants the newest things. They just announced the iPhone 12. It's got some nice looking cameras on it. Um, I'm not done with my iPhone 11. I'm still paying for that one. So there's no reason for me to get the iPhone 12 right now, but that, that, but that's, that's the, that's the disease. People see it and say, well, I want the new one. So I'm going to get rid of the one that I have, even though it's working perfectly well, just so that I can get the new thing. Oh, you know what? My car is like a couple years old now. I think I should trade it in for a new one. Do, Do you need a new one? Is there anything wrong? No, no, it's fine. you know i need some new clothes why because you know i need new clothes i i just want more clothes i just want more things i just want everything i i I need to have the latest tech i need to have the latest styles i need to have I, i need people to think that i am better than i am that's what greed will do to us when it values possessions over people, little by little, we start to, to to think of ourselves as better than others just because of what we have. Because we put our treasure here on earth. Matthew 6.21 says this, for where your treasure is, your heart is also. I remember there was a pastor, he, he used to say this. I can't even remember who it was that he used to say this. But he used to say, he says, show me someone's checkbook, and this is like an outdated thing because people used to keep like, track of their finances in their checkbook. Now you just like open your app and it tells you everything that you've spent. But like, they used to keep track. He says, show me your checkbook and I'll show you what this person values most. If you see in their checkbook that they are generous, that they give, they give to their church, they give to others, they invest in other people, then I will tell you that that person's heart is in God. But if their heart and if their checkbook shows uh, shows stuff that they're just buying things for themselves constantly and truly that's all that they care about then their heart is in this world and not in this earth and not in Jesus. We do this because we think that by having enough possessions or having enough money that we will somehow be secure in life that we're going to be safe if we have money. You know, and there's nothing wrong with money. The Bible tells us the root of all evil is the love of money. So it doesn't say that money is the evil thing in and of itself. I mean, we need money here. We need money to live. We need money to buy the things that are necessities. We need money to run the church and turn on the lights in this building, use the internet. And We need, we need money for necessities. It's not that money is evil, but it, it's when we love it. It's when we put our heart in. That's when greed is born inside of us, and we start to value the. Uh, Our things, our stuff, our possessions over God and over people. It creates a false sense of security. And like I said, eventually that led to Judas betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Because it's like, I mean, they're not going to kill him, right? Maybe that's what he thought. I don't know. What was his thought process? He's going to be fine. but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just going to throw him in jail, maybe give him a few lashes, they're going to, you know, punch him a little bit, but then he's going to be fine, and I get to keep the money, and no, no one will be the wiser. Eventually, he regretted his decision, because he saw what his greed had done. He saw where it had actually taken him, and that's what greed will do. The more it seeps into our lives, the more it will corrupt us until we don't even recognize ourselves. You know, if we want security, if we want to be comfortable in life, we don't, we don't trust our stuff. Our phone, your phone cannot make you secure. Your your, your, your followers on Instagram, they aren't going to give you the security you're looking for. Your followers on TikTok or Twitter or wherever you have, they're not going to give you security. They're not going to give you what you need, what you're looking for. If you need, what we need in this earth can only be found in Jesus. Matthew 6, verse 33 says this, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added to you. What are all these things? Right before that, Jesus was talking about, hey, don't worry about what you wear because I got you. Don't worry about what you wear. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about what, what, you know, don't worry about anything. Because in fact, if I, if you look at the, he used this example. He said, if you look at the birds, they they don't work a day in their life. They don't have to slave at a job. They don't get money. They don't have to buy things. But they're taken care of. They have everything that they need right around them. And you look at the flowers, the lilies. They're dressed more beautifully than King Solomon in all of his splendor. And Solomon was a rich guy. You need to get that that picture in your head. King Solomon... The Bible tells us it was one of the wealthiest kings in history. It tells us that he made silver so common that it was worth nothing. Silver was so common that people would just find it thrown. Across. They, they treat silver like pennies. People, yeah, people just throw pennies on the sidewalk. I don't need this penny. They drop it. No, oh, Who cares? It's just a penny. That's how they would treat silver. He had so much gold, so much wealth. That he, he was dressed extravagantly in uh, amazing robes. There, there, are, there are sources outside of the Bible that tell us that he had this, uh, and I don't know how true it is, but they told us that he had this throne built for him that had seven steps. And on these seven steps on either side were golden statues of lions and other animals leading up to each step. And on either side of his throne were uh, other statues of angels, golden angels that held like the books of the law and, and the, the, the scriptures of the Old Testament. And that he would be dressed extravagantly. And then the Bible tells us that Jesus said, look at the lilies. They're more beautiful than anything Solomon could have produced, but they don't worry about what they look like. They don't have security in that. They have security in me because they know that I'm going to take care of them. So Jesus says, don't worry about all of that. If you seek me, if you put your heart with me, if you find what you, your true value in me, then you're going to find security. And that's how we beat greed. We beat greed by putting our trust in God and we beat greed by, excuse me, being generous. Being generous. Generosity is not a common, like, it's hard to be generous, I think, nowadays. As I was studying for this message, I was looking through some stuff about generosity and greed and other things. And I saw one comment that kind of stood out to me. And it said that, you know, it's kind of hard to be generous today. Because people don't like generosity. Because When you try to be nice, when you try to be just kind, they simply think that you're taking pity on them. And their pride tells them that, no, I can't accept this because I am too good for that. That's pride. That's greed that is built up in their heart that says, no, I don't need that. I don't need you. I am okay on my own. But when we are generous, greed loses its grip. A grip on our hearts. Every time we choose to be generous. Every time we choose to trust God with our finances. Trust God with our possessions. Trust God with what we have. Every time we will see that greed will lose its grip. That greed will step back. Because it no longer has a place in our hearts. God was more generous than any, any of us. John three sixteen. anybody? anybody know, ever, most people know John three sixteen. It's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. It's been made famous by uh, celebrities, Christian celebrities, other uh, athletes that always like write it on their faces or on their jerseys or whatever. You know, people people know the verse. They know the numbers, and it's it's one of the most common verses of here. For God so love the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life, eternal life. It's it's common. But what we miss is that God gave of himself, of who he was, his very essence. He gave us everything that he was. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, praise be to God the Father. The Apostle Paul is, is making a prayer here and he says, praise be to God the God and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ god is so generous jesus talks again in another place and he says you know what parents you know how to give gifts to your parents to your children if a, if your child asks you for a fish you're not going to give them a rock just reminds me of the vine from years ago where the parents wrapped up an avocado and gave it to their child and they opened it it's like an avocado. Thanks. But parents know how to give good gifts to their children parents know they're supposed to know and jesus tells them don't you know this he says how much more if you know how if you in all your mistakes and all your faults everything that is wrong with you know how to love your children then how much more will god who has everything in his possession be able to give to you what you need Jesus is generous. God is generous. He gives us everything that we need to live on. He gives us everything that we could possibly need or imagine. There is no reason for us to be struggling or hustling or working so hard for the stuff that people are not even going to care about. One day we will be gone from this earth and nobody is going to care how many Instagram followers you had. How many likes you had. What you wore on October What's today? October 21st. No one's going to remember. No one's going to care. No one's going to care how much money you had in your bank account. It's so sad because sometimes people let greed control their lives to the point where they give no one any of their money and what happens when they die. That money has to go. The money goes to the state, to the government, because they didn't want to let go of it to anyone else. What does that do? What good does that do then? What good does that do that greed will do nothing for us? If we want to be able to experience life the way it was truly meant to be, we're called to be generous. Not with just money, but with our stuff, with our finances, with 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 our time, with our love. We need to be generous. People, it is those people who who give of themselves that leave marks on humanity it's the people that that leave behind a legacy of of generosity that they gave of themselves why do we still talk about today you know people from thousands of years ago because like jesus why don't we talk about jesus because jesus lived such a drastically different life while everybody was accumulating for self he was giving himself If we want to make a difference, if we want to experience life the way God intended it for it to be, then we need to live a generous life. Just like Mary did. She gave something that was most valuable to her. And I'm almost done here. She gave something that was most valuable to her. that was a treasured possession to her something that was important to her who knows what she was saving that for the bible doesn't tell us if she was married maybe she was saving that for her wedding day maybe she had worked up the courage to 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 put away money and to buy and said this is going to be for the most special occasion for 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 i don't know maybe she was waiting for an important guest a pertinent important person she was waiting for her wedding day. she was waiting for something Or maybe she said, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to use it over the course of the rest of my life. I spent so much on it, I'm going to use this perfume. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, because of the love she felt in her heart for Jesus and what he had done, our response, like hers, should be generosity. It's not that we're doing it for nothing, God has already given us so much so what he asks us to do is would you take what I have given you and share it with others. Share the wealth. Share the love. Share the blessing. Won't you do that? You know, like I said, greed is tricky. It can be tricky. Would you stand with me this evening? Greed is tricky. Maybe it's something small and you see it today in your heart It's like oh well, you know what I, I never thought about maybe wanting a little bit more than I needed. Why am I always obsessed with getting the new phone why am I why, why am I obsessed with you know the latest clothes, the latest Jordans the latest this the la- do I need that? Do I, do, can I do something better with that? Can I do something more with that? Can I make a difference in someone's life with my time, with my resources? So today, let's ask God for his generous forgiveness and ourselves, and ask ourselves, God, how can I be generous in my life today? Don't let greed, I don't want greed to take over my heart. So would you pray with me tonight? I'll pray for you. I'm going to pray with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for your word. God, let it touch our hearts in this moment. If there is any hint of greed in our lives, if we have been more selfish than we should be, expose that in us. Show us. The areas where it's taking hold. Help us to instead move our faith, our hope, and our trust into the, the generosity that you have already given us, of your love, of your hope, of your blessing, of yourself, of everything that you are. Help us to trust in that so that we don't find security in this world and the possessions that we have and our finances, our money, and our uh, our, our things. That we find security in you, Jesus. And then help us. Help us to live generous lives. Help us to be generous with our wealth. To be generous with our love. To be generous with our time, God. Help us to be like you, Jesus. Who gave so much already. Help us to see that. See what we need to see.